Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Red Rover, Red Rover, send the Roval over. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Roval. That's all we're talking about today. Roval. 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 Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly. It's Roval week. It's Roval week. Uh, explain. Uh, let's just dive right into it. We're gonna we're going to uh, talk about that. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk a little junior. We we don't talk junior in terms of racing very much, hardly ever, as in never since last year. But we got a little taste of junior last friday night at richmond I want, and it was very interesting his comments afterwards very interesting i say <laughs> and i will uh we will go over that will you expound and, on that uh silly season has gotten a bit uh gotten a little rambunctious this time it's been a while since we had a year like this uh so we're gonna talk about who's in who's out who's looking who's window shopping who's kicking the tires you know what i mean and uh, let's see what else we're gonna do. Well, we'll do the birthday game at the end. All right, and we'll do it. We'll start it all right after this. Let's crank it up. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to where secrets go to die: the disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we're back with What Do You Know? With Ken Willis, Gavin Kelly, the Daytona Motor Mouse. 6th Street, Holly Hill, Florida. On the banks of the okay. Nova Road Canal. Let's get this straight. Uh-huh. It's the 6th Street Studio. The 6th Street we're, Studio. We're still trying to find out if the Beatles recorded here. Right. It's a Jack Jesse Memorial <laughs> Studio. Uh, this week, uh, you know what they did? They wanted to change things up a bit. So, you know, Charlotte Motor Speedway has two races every year. They got that marathon, 600-miler Memorial Day weekend. And then, traditionally, they come back in October and race a 400-miler at Charlotte. And... Um, so, you know, just to try to inject a little bit of life, just to try to do something to break the same old, same old, Charlotte uh, put the, did a little honing and scraping and gouging and raking and, and developed a pretty neat little infield road course that incorporates its uh, quad oval. And then you come off uh, somewhere down the front stretch, you go and dive into the infield, much like you do at Daytona's Rolex 24 course run a little infield portion of the course, come back out on the quad oval, and continue your lap. So it's a road course within an oval, hence roval. Got it? So now what they did was they decided to take their second race date, which is this one coming up this week, starting this year, and they are going to turn it into a road course event on the roval 
which gives NASCAR now three road course events in its Cup Series schedule. Now, there are issues, however. Are there not, Mr. Kelly? Well, first of all, Roval is trademarked. Well, God bless him. So I don't know if we owe Charlotte Motor Speedway money for talking about the I'll Roval. I'll bake him a big brute and a ham. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I believe it's 17 turns. Mm. And two chicanes. A little chicanery. Yep. yep. And it's 2.28 miles. That's, that's that's pretty not bad. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently the problem child is that turn you were talking about when they come off the yeah. uh, the front the straightaway front stretch. Yeah. Stre- stretch and make that dive in. Yeah. That's where all the cars have been spinning and hitting yeah, the Yeah, because they had barrier. a couple of little, they had a one long, one big test session up there. Which ended up uh, wrecking a lot of cars. Oh, if I remember a lot right. of yeah, a lot of sheet metal damage. So anyway, uh, it's the great unknown. They yep. they ran some tests. You know, I think there's three different tests, but they have not had any competition there. Right. And since the test, they've changed the track. Cool. Yeah. I think they should do that all the time. I think they should change it mid race. <laughs> <laughs> so. They're going to go up there, they're going to race, somebody's going to win, and somebody's going to gripe, right? Right. That's the way it usually goes at places like this. Um, <clears throat> do you, so, I mean, we absolutely have no idea who to, who to list as a favorite. Because no, <laughs> nobody has a track record there. Uh, all the past Charlotte records for this race are out the window because it was they were run on the, on the quad oval. Right. And uh, so there's nothing, nothing, right? Nothing well, at all. Well, all you can do is just go by what these guys have done on road courses, which I do, um, mm-hmm. which I'm using for the NASCAR playoff update this week. Mm-hmm. Um, since there's no history at right. Charlotte. Right. Other than an American Le Mans race there in 2000, oh, believe it or I not. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. But I think that was a totally different course. Um, no. So... <coughs> If you go by uh, what they've done, uh, you just have to go by their road course record. Yep. And then also, um, there's this, you know, there's the pucker factor of this yeah. being the last race of round yeah. one yeah. of the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I I really think uh, if you go back to NASCAR this week, that runs Tuesdays. Yep. And you know, and who knows, it could run at any day during the week wherever you live in this uh, right in this wide world of sports. So I picked. Uh, I I just. I said it's going to be like the Wild West. I picked these guys that you never would think would, you know, finish top five. Because I think – I I don't think there's going to be an advantage for the top guys at this thing. Yeah. Um, I think – I think the field gonna, will kind of even out due to the I, fact that nobody knows how to gain a big advantage. I, and I think there's going to be a lot of attrition, a lot of attrition, especially early on as they feel their way through this thing. Yeah. And, of course, you know, the usual accidents that happen on road courses where you just kind of, you know, get into somebody. <laughs> yeah, well, the other issue they said, one of the issues I was uh, hearing them talk about was the fact that there's just not a lot of runoff area. Usually at a road course, if you get off course, if you for whatever reason, you hit somebody, they hit you, or you just don't break well going into a corner and lose it, uh, you get off the course, there's usually a lot of elbow room. You, sl- you can slide a long way before you come across a tire wall or any other kind of wall. But apparently at the Roval, not a whole lot of room off the course. If you if you wreck in the in the road course, you're uh, you know you don't have a lot of room to yeah, recover. It, it's almost like a street course. Yeah, 
a street course named Desire. Yeah. Now that would be a fun race. <laughs> a street race. NASCAR street race. Wouldn't yeah. that be great? Well, it's probably in the you know uh, probably in the planning stages yeah. right now. Somebody's got it in the back of the file and they just heard us and said, Move that up to the front of the file yeah. for me. Yeah, if yeah. this doesn't work at Charlotte, they may do it they may turn this into a street race. That would be neat. Downtown Charlotte, <laughs> downtown Daytona, I'd take it. Yeah. Boy, a lot of work goes into those things, though. All the barricades they have to put up. More fun if you don't put the barricades up, though. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's real racing. Yep. They get rid of them people standing at street corners with their <laughs> with their cardboard signs. <laughs> It'd be like the old uh, beach course. Yeah. Where oh, you have people, God. you know, behind a log oh. with cars going You watch that miles. old footage. I mean, there's guys. You see the old footage of the flag band standing out there at the start finish line waving that flag, that yeah. checkered flag or green flag. I mean, these guys are coming by at, you know, 120 miles an hour or whatever. It just... I remember watching the many years ago, you and I were both out at the Speedway for the Daytona 200 motorcycle race. And the last lap, when they had like three or four guys wrecked, come, they were all touching elbows. And oh, yeah. Knee pads coming off the fourth yeah. turn. And three, four, five of them wiped out. And guys were slipping and sliding everywhere. And they had the guy, like the old days, they had a guy standing outside right along the apron at the start finish line yeah. with a checkered flag waving. As is tradition in yeah. motorcycle racing. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah, don't know if I'd like that too good. I don't know. Uh, I I think that's a uh, like a brother-in-law job you give your brother-in-law that you don't like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> oh well. So um, right now, Jimmy Johnson, Clint Boyer, uh, they're hurting. Eric Jones is hurting. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's hurting bad. Ooh. But uh, those are the four on the outside right now that need to get back into the top 12 to advance to the next. Right. I mean, they're going to race next week regardless, but they're not going to be in the playoffs anymore. Uh, they'll just be, uh, you know, those outsiders, renegades, uninvited guests. <laughs> they were exvited. Shown the door. So, but somebody, that, that's just it. Normally, if, if we were going to an intermediate track right now, you pretty much say Jimmy Johnson's done, Denny Hamlin's done, he's too far back. Uh, Eric Jones has gotten himself in too big of a hole. He had that one fortieth place finish a couple of weeks ago. Just killed him. Yeah, because he was running so well. He was running top six oh, or eight man. constantly. Yeah. But here's the deal: one of those guys could win the race. And guess what? Now they're advancing. Yeah. So a lot of guys are right there, kind of. Even Chase Elliott's kind of near the bubble. Yeah. Yeah, he's near the bubble. Alex Bowman's near the bubble. So Ryan Blaney's practically he could kiss the bubble he's so close to it. <laughs> so anyway we'll know uh, yeah we we'd like to say something profound but we don't have anything profound well, to say because nobody knows what's going to happen i the the two guys i want to keep an eye on are aj allmendinger who's the road course guy mm -hmm. and then surprisingly if you go back just road coursing right yeah. one of the best road course racers that you don't know about is clint boyer get out of here yeah He's Get got, out of here. I think he's got the second best average uh, for the two road courses in the last 10 years or whatever. Who so, knew? Yeah. So keep an eye on We're up that. in Kansas. That's road keep course country, right? Keep an eye on that uh, no? 14 car. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Clint Boyer. Well, interesting. Well, good for him. Yep. But again, this is not your daddy's road course. Yeah, so. we don't know. We yeah. have no idea. No. 
Oh, well. Uh, you mentioned A.J. Allmendinger. He's part of what the, the the old folks in NASCAR like to call silly season. His name cropped up this week, and we're going to uh, tell you why. And we're going to talk a little bit about Junior in a bit. And we're going to play the birthday game, and we're going to hem and haul and just stare at each other blankly. <laughs> and we'll get to all that right after this. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with you. Get that big time auto racing. Know what you'll get? What? The door sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you get the door. But you know what they say? One door... What? What do they say? One door closes. <laughs> another door another opens. Ah, yeah. what if there's a lockbox? <laughs> Some of these guys are finding a lockbox and yeah. they don't have the code. Know what I mean? Yeah, I heard, I heard yeah. that. Yeah, I when one you. door closes, I, I heard that. You go in the corner and sit and say, "Why me? <laughs> Why me?" Well, so I got my hands here. I, got, I think I made a little list here. Uh, Look, all right. First of all, we talked about this last week. Ryan Newman. Leaving Newman. Childress Racing, landed at Roush Racing in the number six. Well, actually, the, in our last episode, yes. we had Ryan <laughs> Newman. <laughs> we're going back now. <laughs> we had Ryan Newman leaving. Oh, we didn't know where he at, was going. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, three days, four days later, Roush says, oh, yeah. we're going to take him in the six car. And Roush has suggested that they want someone who can hit the ground running and win races right away, not have a driver that they have to try to develop. Right. Um, Ryan Newman's winning ways are largely well behind him. Right. Uh, is Jack Roush just uh, saying the things he needs to say to appease a sponsor? I believe you are correct. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Just checking. Um, if you look at like if if you are a sponsor and you didn't do all your due diligence mm-hmm. and you look at his record mm-hmm. career, mm-hmm. you know you see all these polls, you see all these wins. Yeah, you know, be looking back always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dig. Yeah, deep. and uh, but you also see just a couple or three years ago he finished second in, in the championship. Yeah, I mean, he pointed uh, his way into the final yeah. and darn near won mm-hmm. the championship. And we were po- remember we were pulling for him. Did not win a race. Yeah, almost won the championship. We were pulling for him. Never got a dinner. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm looking through this now. It is looking now. Daniel Suarez, who we believe will probably be replaced at Gibbs Racing by Martin Truex. Junior. Junior. Uh, that's the thinking. Uh, so now Suarez is, uh, he, he, one door closed. Yeah. And he's looking, <laughs> he's looking for the code to the lockbox. And they're thinking maybe Childress. I'm looking down here, blah, blah, blah. Maybe Stuart Haas. It says Gene Haas. Oh, here was an interesting interview. Uh, an interesting, oh, they were thinking. Suarez will replace Ryan Newman in the 31, but Childress might replace him, they're thinking, with Daniel Hemrick, the Bush Series driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently from some things I read, so it must be true, um, Childress was fine with letting Ryan Newman stay in the 31, but he was going, but it was going to be a different-looking contract than the one that had just ended. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's like the, the name of the game these days. Yeah, you can stay, but... 
you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna play ball yeah. for about half the price. You're gonna you're gonna fly coach. Yes, yes. <laughs> you get a turbo prop. You won't have money yeah. for your own jet yeah, airplane. Tur- you're gonna have a turbo prop <laughs> and the, the driver owner RV lot. That's a see that pop up camper over there. Yeah, that's you. So uh, Gene Haas, Stuart, the other part, the half of Stuart Haas Racing. Uh, they're talking about you know Kurt Busch is theoretically leaving the 41 car at Stuart Haas and going to land in Jamie McMurray's car at Ganassi Racing. And um, with uh, NBCSports.com, Dustin Long had an interview with Gene Haas. He quoted Gene Haas as saying about Kurt Busch, we signed him to win a championship. As time went on, it became less probable that that would happen. He's still in the playoffs, right? He's not really, you know, he's not really in danger of falling out this week unless not this he, week, yeah. yeah, unless he, uh, you know, finishes thirty eighth or something and things don't fall right. Uh, so he's still in it, and well, it's kind of a weird thing to think to say that we signed him to win a championship. As time went on, it became less probable that that would happen. I, that's kind of a high bar to set for. So. Kurt Busch has to win the championship to stay. Uh, well, uh, these deals are already done, I'm pretty yeah. sure. A.J. Allmendinger out at JTG Racing. The G is for Geschichter. Geschichter. <laughs> yeah, right. Tad. Yeah. Geschichter. Uh, he's been a AJ's been a valuable asset to the growth of our company, and we are grateful for his professionalism with our brands and the passion he has shown for his race team over the years. As hard as it may be, we're moving on in a different direction for the 2019 season and we'll be parting ways. That's my favorite when they part ways. Yeah. Parting ways at the very end of, at the end of this season. It's not an easy decision and change is never easy. We wish him the very best in his endeavors and we will always he will always be family to us. That's a statement from JTG Dowerty Racing team principal Tad Geschichter. <laughs> Do you know where the emphasis is on Geschichter? I have no idea. Is it Geschichter? Geschichter? I have no idea. I will call him Tad. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Do I got any more silly season stuff? I got tickets to a football game in this while. (laughs) Who knew? Oh, UCF Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, uh, So anyway, AJ is on the outside looking in. There's still no news about my man Ross the Boss Chastain, the southwest Florida, the Collier County watermelon farmer. You know, from a long line of watermelon farmers, still no yeah. word. Well, well, you know, that's he's fairly fresh, right? Yeah. Okay. Fresh from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. He, Seedless. He, yeah. So I think he's a year away from getting a cup ride. At, so, so he might land a, a quality bush ride next year. That would be. It seems to be the normal stepping stone, but things aren't normal these days. Yeah. And we still got to find a seat for Maddie De Benedetto. For God's sake. Well, our long national nightmare continues. <laughs> There's, but there's so many options now. You're right. I mean, just think about well, a it. A lot of, a lot of places you can go out there and run 34th next year if that's what you're looking for. But yeah, but uh, a lot of guys are wanting to move up. I mean, you said Bush probably has a deal with Ganassi, yeah. right? So yeah. that's a, that seat's open. Well, that's but and, and uh, Childress Racing. I don't just it's too much. Hasn't just, named anybody. It's silly. Yet. It's all silly. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. It kind of makes my head hurt. Well, how about we take a break? We'll put some ice on your head. Thank you. We'll come back. I want to talk about Junior. Very interesting what Junior had to say after his fourth place finish. Junior. Junior. Dernhart. Dernhart Junior. Junior. We'll talk about that, and we'll play the birthday game in a bit, and then we'll scram. We'll be right back. Just going to run this 
dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ken Wallace, Scott Kelly with uh, Green White Checkers. Can you see the finish from here? Can you see the finish line? I, I can. Yeah. I can. Dig in. Now you're coming off fourth turn here. Dig in and finish strong. I want you to finish strong. You hear me? I heard that. All right. Junior Earnhardt raced at Richmond in the Bush race Friday night. Okay? Right. And basically did it. Uh, he said when he announced his retirement that there would be one race, maybe two, that he had run each year for the foreseeable future perhaps but there would be at least one race this year uh, on behalf of a but it, he was paid got a good chunk of money from some uh, uh, sponsorship sponsor who helps uh, benefit his uh, Xfinity series Bush series team that he owns with his sister Kelly Kelly right so to get a little money flow going in there he said yeah I'll race uh, yeah I'll race one <laughs> yeah I'll do it so he, Richmond turns out to be the place where it was done. And I would pick, you know, a pretty fast little racetrack to get out on. But uh, but he did, and he ran well. Ran, led 80 laps, 90 laps, led more laps than anybody else in the race. Right. And finished fourth. Know what I mean? I heard that. Yeah. So that's pretty – that's not bad. Not For a guy who hasn't been behind the wheel, and not only has he not been behind the wheel since November – but you know, if, if you read the excerpts from his his recently published book, you know, you kind of get the feeling that he was really, really glad to get out of that car and glad that he got out with you know as many marbles as he has, which seems to be all of his marbles. But I don't know, I don't know what he's like. What he was, I can't remember what he's like before. Maybe he had, did lose a few. I don't know. But he seems fine, and he seems very uh, thankful to have gotten out fine. And uh, so you think, wow. He, kind of weird to go back in and, and take any risk at all yeah it's easy to sit here and say oh it's just one race but all it takes is one lap you know for something horrible to go wrong well, just, and the last thing he needs is to hit another wall well the thing is is that's where jerry nadu got hurt mm. he got hurt at well Richmond. there's that yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean it's so, well, of course yeah. now naturally that was in the prehistoric days basically back when they didn't have all the protections that they yeah but now. they go around there so fast yep yep and that wall it, comes up in a hurry yeah so anyway but again, they finished fourth Here's what I thought was interesting, though, was uh, he he said he went into it just wanting to have fun. He's but with about 25 laps left, he had a bad restart, and he he followed Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, and Daniel Hemrick, and Earnhardt finished fourth behind them. Only JR Motorsports car in the top five, and Junior afterwards said, "I won't do everything I got. I wanted to do everything I got to do." And right around three-quarters of the way through that race, I'm like, if I don't win now, I'm going to be disappointed if I don't win. And I'm going back to my, I'm going to back myself into a corner with my expectations getting too high. <laughs> it's easy to be disappointed. We didn't win because we should have. But I didn't do a good job on that one restart. I was on the outside of the two. That was Matt Tift. Right. And just spun the tires. He said he had the most fun since he raced late models. That's the most fun he had had racing since he raced late models way back before his NASCAR career started. 
And he said he he didn't seem to miss what he called the quote cutthroat feeling in the cup garage. Now this is what I this really says a lot to me. Right. As I started running so well, a lot of those expectations that I hated about this job started creeping back in. I'm sitting there going, no, don't let this happen. I'm like, don't get yourself so freaking caught up in this that you make yourself miserable if you don't win. Right. I think, wow, that really tells you a lot about, you know, at the time, when they're in the middle of their careers or toward the end of their careers, but they're still racing full time, they don't talk like that. They don't say, this is eating me alive. I can't handle the pressure. I'm putting too much pressure on myself. And when it doesn't work out, I'm freaking out. And I'm, you know, they just say, well, we're doing all we can. The guy's working hard. Yeah. Everybody's working, man. Everybody's digging. Everybody's working hard. <laughs> we're trying to sneak us win out here somewhere. Everybody's trying. But, you know, we just do the best we can and hope it works out. You know, you can't win them all. But instead, he's kind of admitting that it was just grinding on his guts, you yeah. know, that it was just killing him to be out there and not running the way he thought he should run. Well, that means that 2017 must have been a tough year for him because yeah. he didn't win. But he knew he was on the way out. I'm thinking the years just prior to that when he had the equipment and had chances and won some races, I think that's when – the bad weeks really were eating him up yeah i think last year he knew you know he once he especially once he announced it yeah you know i i don't know i don't i'd like to ask him to be more specific if he's you know not that he's going to yeah call me, <laughs> me back but uh yeah i wonder if he if last if he's talking about 2017 or the years just prior to that yeah but boy that tells you and 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 the reason i find it interesting is the fact you know it's not just him I mean, there's got to be others who who have it eat at their guts. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you wouldn't think, and it's got to be just horrible for the guys that are in equipment that they know, they know they can't run up front, and they know they're as good as the guys, you know, who are up there running up front as race car drivers. But well, they just can't. You ever, you, you've been to the go kart tracks, right? Well, that's why you, that's why Matty D yeah wants out because he thinks yeah. he's better than his equipment. He and wants to pull a Ross Chastain. He'll drive for good stuff for free for a few races and show what he can do. I oh guess yeah, that's what he's saying. yeah. Ross Chastain has opened up a can of worms right there. Yeah, but you've been to the arcade and getting the in the little family places where you get in the go karts and race against the kids. And you get in a go-kart that just won't go like the others will, and it may or may not have something to do with the extra weight in it, <laughs> but Probably it just won't go, weight, but yeah. it just won't go, and it just, and you know there's nothing you can do. You know, that's probably, that's got to be sort of, kind of what it feels like when you're in one of them cars. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, several years, and we're talking several years ago, uh, at the go-kart track here out at, near the Speedway, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was in a uh, media race with several cup drivers. Yeah. And so there's three or four of these guys. And um, I'm like, you know, I can I can hang with these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a go-kart. Yeah. I can hang with it. Equal foot. All right. They, they all got by me. I mean, they all, like, bumped by me, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were all – and they lapped me. It was like 10, 10 laps, and they lapped me. And fairly equal – supposedly equal go yeah and and some of these guys were like my size you yeah. know kind of on the bigger side yeah and i'm like wow. aj aj foyt yeah <laughs> jimmy spencer yeah so i'm Tiny like Lund. i'm like wow this is just crazy you know so anyway that's when i realized i'll never be a race car driver there's an actual craft involved yes yeah Yes, in my situation, there was actual crap involved. Oh. Yeah, you know what you look like. 
right now? What? You look like you want to play the birthday game. Oh, I'm itching to play the birthday Are game. Right. Yeah. This is how we end this thing. I was week. so close last week. I just really, yeah. really right. wanted to up my game. Look at the week ahead. Look at the week ahead. Some uh, racing, auto racing related birthdays from the automobile racing world. And Mr. Kelly takes a stab at the age. Here we go. And he's going to do it without looking at his phone. We've got a slim pickings this week, but uh, but we'll do our best. Um, today is uh, Wednesday. <clears throat> Happy birthday, Joe Nemechek. Front row Joe. Take a shot, Mr. Kelly. Joe Nemechek? Joe Nemechek. I'm going to say 58. 55. Ugh. In the ballpark. I wanted to say 55. Not horrible. Now, here's one. Get your pen back out. You're going to do some deciphering right here. Uh, Every so often, if it's a big enough person, we'll we'll play the birthday game, even though that person's no longer with us. Okay. So, if he was still with us today, we would be saying happy birthday to Bill France Sr., Big Bill. Big Bill? Which birthday would this be for Big Bill if he was still around? Like 101? 109. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I thought you would get that one. Yeah. You, you'd do some ciphering and go, okay, he died and blah, blah, blah. He was blah, blah, blah years old. Yeah, and I, then I actually forget how old he was when he died. So, Well, I can tell you. He was 25 years ago, 25. <laughs> you need my ciphering eight, eight, paper? Nine, I think 83 or 4. Yeah. Yeah. And that was carry in the 92. One, not from not. Because. Carry the two. Because my son was born yeah. uh, on one day yeah. and he died the next day it was in a it was in june wasn't it yeah yeah when's your son's birthday june 8th good guess you're right i got that right, <laughs> all right uh friday uh we're on a road course this week a makeshift road course this week and one of the greatest american no he's not american my bad north american racers road racers <laughs> uh, this uh of the past 30 years or so ron fellows ron fellows from canada oh canada yes he is hey. from canada hey. yes you are buster the body crab remember that one <laughs> cheech and chunk buster the body crab uh, you are canadian not you are <laughs> anyway ron fellows friday 52 ah you are a mess today 59 you are off your game i'm 59. sorry it's the vape ever it? ever since he shaved his mustache that yeah. threw me off all right next tuesday getting good now ready next tuesday this one's i'm gonna throw you a little uh hanging curveball right here ricky stenhouse jr ricky little ricky next uh, tuesday let's see so danica i gotta go by danica age 31 you got it ah uh, yeah i was gonna say older because i thought she aged him a bit <laughs> <laughs> all right next tuesday Here's a here's a great oh, one. Blast got, from the past. Got another one. Back in the 50th anniversary of NASCAR, this man was voted as one of the top 50 racers of the first 50 years. He is the only man who, on the old Daytona Beach and Road Course, won the premier event, the Daytona Speed Week's premier event, in an automobile and a motorcycle. And he won the last Daytona Beach Beach and Road Course race in 1958 before they moved to the Speedway. Mr. Paul Goldsmith. Oh, wow. Goldie. Lives up there in Evanston, Illinois. My birthplace. Opened a uh, charter flight business, I believe. Some sort of flight. Uh, it's an aeronautical business. You know, that's with why, airplanes. You know, that's why I uh, follow the um, the Northwestern Wildcats. Yeah. Because they're from Evanston? They're they're 10 minutes from where I was born, St. Francis Hospital. 
in Evanston, Illinois. Yeah. Somebody's got. Everybody's got to be born somewhere. Yeah. Weird thing to brag about. Well, Mate, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Pick your spots. Those Wildcats. I'm telling you, they're um, every now every now and again they got a good team. Yeah. 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 So. Anyway, a few uh, too many engineers. What was the question? Paul Goldsmith. <laughs> next Tuesday, how old will he be? He's actually still alive. Absolutely, I think he still flies. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll say he is ninety-two. You're redeeming yourself. Ninety-three. Okay. Yes. God, I hope he's still alive. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> All right, but this next guy's not. But we're putting him on. We're 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 doing it anyway. One of the giants. Of the boardroom in the automobile automotive business in the twentieth second half of the twentieth century, Seaman, <laughs> better known as Bunky Knudsen. Bunky, remember he was the commissioner of NASCAR. It was this figurehead. They would name somebody commissioner of NASCAR, maybe give him a hundred bucks a year, and they only you only heard of this person if somebody was fined. If NASCAR penalized somebody with points, money, whatever. And they would appeal, and if the driver or team, whoever, won the appeal, or no, if they lost the appeal, they had the option of paying like another five grand and taking it to the commissioner. And the commissioner, like that old, uh, like the old king in the old, the old Roman Coliseum, would either give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. What was his name? Why am I forgetting his name? <laughs> Roman Coliseum. He the thumbs up, thumbs down. Was that Caesar? Sure. I'll go Caesar. So, Bunky, uh, Seaman Caesar Bunky Knudsen, uh, every now and then, about once a year, you go. they have appealed the uh, fine to the commissioner of stock car racing, <laughs> Bunky Knudsen. And we used to just laugh every time because it's like they go into his, like Marlon Brando in The Godfather. I'm sorry, in uh, Apocalypse Now, they go into, they, into this holding, this dark room somewhere and wake up Bunky. And they explain the case to him and he gives a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And then they you know start ladling water over him for a bath. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a great story about him. Uh, Bunky? Yeah. He was Smokey Unix boy. Yeah, yeah but. Uh, he was a Ford and GM, I believe. Junior Ran them John- both. Junior Johnson, he had a cheater car that uh, I think Jeff Bodine was driving. Does That's that sound right? Hard to believe, but yeah. And uh, he got caught, and uh, and so they appealed it. Mm-hmm. And Bunky actually added more penalty. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So the national commissioner, the NASCAR national commissioner, mm-hmm. can actually do that too. And so he actually took the car out of service for two races and what junior did was he showed up at charlotte for that race Mm -hmm. i forget i don't know i don't remember which one and he had his car and uh i forget the number but he had taped a different number he used like masking tape or or duct tape (laughs) and taped another number over the number of the car right so it was his way of rebelling yeah that's like pro wrestling stuff where a guy's suspended or or banned from the ring and he comes in comes back wearing a mask yeah that's not me it's not me <laughs> Looks like you. so Sounds anyway like you. i think bunky next tuesday how old would he be if he was still here i would say based on june or no, senior's age i'd say 115 106 happy uh, birthday seaman bunky knudsen caesar wherever you are 
All right, so if you want to find uh, Ken Willis on Twitter, it's nah, don't even bother. Hey Willie NJ. If don't you want bother. to find me, it's at Not Godwin there. Kelly. And if you want to ask a question, hashtag Hey Willie. All right, there you go. We're done. Till next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.